Hello, my name is Tanya, and welcome to podcast number six, Parenting Part Three, Democratic Discipline versus Punitive Punishment. Be brave enough to embark on the adventure of a lifetime, how to strengthen and create intentional families. It is great to have you with us. I hope your week was abundant. Was it a garden week or a desert week or a jungle week for your family? Is there poisonous lead in your garden? Whatever your family looks like or feels like at any given moment is okay, and each is beautiful in its own way. We are here today to strengthen the foundation of whatever type of family you have with what I call the foundational five, balance, structure, faith, personalization, and practice. Can you remember a parent or a teacher who used punitive punishment in your life? What were your thoughts and feelings about that person? Can you think of someone, maybe a parent or a teacher, who used democratic discipline? What was the environment like being with them or in their home or classroom? Irma Bombeck once said, When my kids become wild and unruly, I use a nice, safe playpen. When they're finished, I climb out. (laughs) My sister and I used to climb on the top of one of the sheds on our ranch. It was a shed used to house animals and farm machinery and tools. It was a little tricky to climb with hammers from our father's tool chest, but being master climbers of everything tall on our ranch, we proudly and successfully navigated the climb. This shed had a corrugated tin roof with lead head nails. These, I learned later, were galvanizing roofing nails with a lead washer under the head used to keep the roof from leaking. Being young and unaware of many important things, we used to peel the lead seal off and smash it with a hammer. This was really fun because the seals would squish very flat like pennies. We used to pretend they were money and play store with them. We thought this was the best game ever. I will come back to this story in a few minutes. First, I will explain democratic discipline. Democratic discipline helps a child learn self-discipline. It makes the parents, the presidents, and the children, the citizens of the home. Democratic discipline protects the opinions and interests of both the parents and the children. This type of parenting nurtures and empowers children with choices in their own learning. It promotes shared decision-making and increased engagement to protect relationships in families. In this type of parenting environment, there is a lot of trust, and children get to exercise their agency in more ways. This, in turn, promotes respect. Respect for parents and for the feelings and insights of the children. Discipline involves the intentional sharing of perspectives of each member of the family, including discussions about challenging issues. Children are allowed to ask questions that foster learning and critical thinking. Democratic discipline goes along well with natural consequences, which we addressed in a previous podcast. A few examples of democratic discipline in action might be to have a set family meeting time each week to discuss family boundaries, guidelines, and consequences. You could also discuss things like a family motto. What would the family motto be about? What does your family want to accomplish together? What would be important to have in your family motto? 
You could discuss family rules, what rules need to be in place for our home to be a place of peace and belonging. In these meetings, you can teach children to navigate feelings and find productive ways to solve conflicts. Peace is dynamic, not passive. You can't just not talk or not interact and have true peace. There needs to be an appropriate exchange of beliefs and addressing of feelings and concerns to have true peace. In this family time, you could have something for the speaker to hold, like a small flag or another item. And when the person with the flag is talking, then everyone else needs to listen. In this safely orchestrated setting, children could be taught these five communication steps. One, ask inquiring questions. Two, restate the answer. Three, ponder. Four, Breathe. Five, communicate your idea. Democratic discipline fosters critical thinking, authentic participation, good communication, and social and emotional learning. It is preventative as it teaches life skills. With this kind of learning in the home, children are empowered to speak up in their churches, their school classes, and on their sports teams. They learn how to advocate for themselves in real life and share their feelings and communicate in appropriate and proactive ways. Democratic discipline allows parents to be kind, firm, fair, reasonable, and consistent. It establishes expectations before misbehavior happens. The children know the importance of the rules and the consequences of breaking them before they make a poor choice. When children have had clear and concise instructions in a well-managed home which focuses on growth and progression, they thrive instead of wondering about safety and belonging. When children have had clear and concise instructions in a well-managed home which focuses on growth and progression, they thrive instead of being fearful or wondering or worrying about safety and belonging. Children who own rules because they had a voice in them are more likely to follow them. When there is an appropriate award structure with parents focusing on the good behavior and not bad behavior, they validate correct behaviors, praise participation, provide feedback, listen to all and accept feelings. Children are empowered. There needs to be guidelines for coming home on time, doing chores, the appropriate use of technology, the best place and time to complete their lessons or studies, etc. Second, I will describe some of the attributes and effects of punitive punishment. Punitive punishment is poisonous. It is the use of physical or psychological force using pain or fear with the purpose or cor of correction or control over someone else's behavior. Punishment is reactive, not proactive. It is focused on order and control. Punitive punishment can happen when a child does not know the rules or the boundaries in a certain situation because the child has not been taught them. A child that does not know the rules cannot be punished for not having kept them. Another example of punishment might be when a child chooses to misbehave and the parent changes the rules or consequences midway through the interaction. Don't do this! Children will learn to mistrust be consistent. Then it is a consequence and not a punishment. 
Punitive punishment is focusing on bad behavior instead of highlighting the good and ac acceptable behavior that is hoped for. Problems continue when punitive punishment is used. Punishment is when a child is called out in front of others instead of having a discussion about their behavior or actions in private. Punishment is the hope that by inflicting it, it will decrease the chance of the behavior happening again, when in reality, it only spurns resentment, poor self-esteem, and mistrust. Now, I will go back to my story from when I was a child growing up on a ranch and climbing on top of buildings. Lucky for our sakes, my father did not learn of our creating money from the lead-head nails on his shed until we became adults long past the time when he could do anything about it. But I'm going to use this as a scenario. Scenario one. In a family meeting, we could have a discussion about safe places to be on the ranch and places on the ranch that are not safe. Even with us kids knowing that roofs are not particularly safe places, there are no rules against climbing. If my father used democratic discipline, he would have asked us calmly why we were pulling the seals off of the nails on the roof. If he would have asked us carefully about the misbehavior with an inquiring question like, do you know what the seals on the nails are for? He would learn quickly that we didn't know what the seals were for, nor did we know that they were made of lead. After asking this important question, he could sit us down and have a discussion about the safety of being on the roof and help us to set limits. The end result of this conversation could have been, you can still climb on the roof as long as you don't play with the seals or compromise the integrity of the building. After this democratic discussion, us children would have learned what the seals are used for and left the conversation with more knowledge and respect for our father and insight into the why of a new rule of not playing with the seals on the roof and why it, this rule was important. He could have us help him replace the faulty nails with new ones and even work to pay for them with real pennies. This would be a great natural consequence. This type of parenting takes time, emotional control, and definitely practice. Scenario two, when my father found out that we were pulling the seals off the nails and making his roof leak, losing control of his emotions, yelled at us, getting immediately angry and sent us to our rooms without supper. In this scenario, there are no inquiring questions as to the reason behind the misbehavior. There were assumptions that we had complete knowledge of what we were doing, therefore we needed to be punished. This scenario is definitely not a natural consequence. In this scenario, there is no learning, no building of relationships, nor development of respect or trust. This interaction would have caused fear and resentment. There are no pat answers or easy solutions to child guidance. I am sure that many parents feel that at the same time you are trying to build a house, the children are trying to tear it down. My husband used to come home from work and ask before anything else, well, what broke today? Life hack. We eventually got wiser and stopped telling him immediately and learned not to tell him what broke or wait for a more appropriate time than right when he arrived home to tell him what had broken. <laughs> Scenario one is definitely the ideal and something many of us are trying to achieve, but 
are not perfect at yet. We are still practicing and that is okay. Parenting is the biggest adventure of life and there is no shame or judgment here. I believe good parents are parents that keep trying, keep hoping, and they keep loving. Democratic discipline is about the management of the environment of your home and it leads to respect, trust, and stronger families. You as a parent are the best expert at guiding and teaching your children. Keep up the great work you are doing in your family. You are needed. Lead by example and don't let your children play with lead. <laughs> because intentional families are the active creation of knowledge. In this podcast, I offer encouragement to assist you in applying knowledge by helping you create a challenge or goal each week to implement in your family. My challenge for you is to hold a family meeting. Involve each member of the family and teach them this five-step process of communication. One, ask inquiring questions. Two, restate the answers. Three, ponder. Four, breathe. And five, communicate. In future episodes, we will delve deeper into topics like family calendaring, counseling together, family responsibility, emotional intelligence, and family fun. I release a new podcast every Thursday, so look for it on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast Connect. I invite you to subscribe to my podcast and share it with your favorite people. Send me your thoughts or any questions you want me to address. Tell me what you would like to learn more about. Also, tell me what happened when you applied a principle we have discussed. Be sure to join us next week to learn about what makes family traditions timeless. Remember the five foundational family principles, balance and gymnastics, consistency and ice cream, faith and fight songs, personalization and power, practice and horses. Thanks for joining us today. Focus on the foundational five to strengthen and create an intentional family. Beware, it's a jungle out there, or maybe even a ranch. <laughs>